0: Welcome to 5 Phases Health. Your hosts are Peyton Young and Christina Berea. Over the next hour, you'll hear from experts in the field on how you can achieve sustainable good health.
1: And welcome to 5 Phases Health Radio, your guided journey towards personal transformation and sustainable good health. We simplify health, wellness, and nutritional information, eliminating the guesswork, helping you to achieve radiant health. I'm your co-host, Peyton Young, and I'm joined this week by... Christina. My other co-host. <laughs> awesome.
2: Nice to be back.
1: Yes. So this week, I think we're going to be talking about the, um, the last element, the metal element. And it also corresponds to fall. And I think this time I'll also do what I did in the last episode, is I'll read this really cool um, little verbiage that kind of gives the energetic quality of this particular element, and this verbiage is from the Yellow Emperor's inner classic. The forces of bottom create dryness in heaven and metal on earth. They create the lung organ and the skin upon the body, and the nose, and the white color, and the pungent fla- flavor. The emotion is grief and the ability to make a weeping sound. Very poetic. What do you think about that?
2: I think it's great. And uh, the, the inner classic is actually where a lot of five element theory came from. For those of you who might be curious to go back and find this text, it's the Yellow Emperor's Inner Classic of Medicine. So it has a lot of information in there that if you're curious about deepening your knowledge about five element theory, you can find it there.
1: Okay. So it is uh, the autumn season or fall I like to say um which is a time of um harvesting it's getting everything kind of buttoned down getting ready for winter um all the plants uh, in nature start to become dormant um they drop their leaves there's no more flowers um things start to draw in which is actually the quality of this particular element is a uh, it's um, astringent. Yeah, it's astringent. It's um like well, it's metal, so it's like it's like it
2: draws in when it cools. Yeah,
1: go ahead. Yeah,
2: uh, actually, I, I think it's probably good to continue the metaphor of the tree that we've discussed in all the other elements, and uh, we have built up to summer where the tree was in full bloom and offering the generosity of the fruit or flowers or its shade, depending what type of a tree it is. And so now as the weather begins to cool, the fullness of expansion from summer now begins to contract and uh, the energy of the tree begins to revert inward. So it draws in on itself. Instead of pushing all this energy and chi up out into the very tips of the branches, leaves and fruit flowers and so on, it begins to draw that energy back towards the limbs and to the trunk and all the way down into the ground again once it reaches time for winter. In the process, the the process of uh, retracting, contracting or um, drawing in, it begins to release things that it no longer needs to carry into the winter season, which is that season of conservation. So at this point, as you mentioned, autumn and fall, you'll begin to see that the trees drop their leaves. They begin to turn colors as the, the tree is no longer sending Nutrients. nutrients and energy up into the leaves they begin to change the colors as they as they start to to dry out and then eventually they do uh drop from the trees it's conserving all of that energy at its core so that it can survive the cold winter
1: and it begins pulling itself down into the root systems yep. and down into the earth where Correct. it's a nice uh even temperature, Mm -hmm. and that it can survive the upcoming colder winter months. Mm -hmm. Now, what's interesting is that we we live in a more of a tropical type of climate at the moment. Mm -hmm. And so, we still get that. That happens. We still have the the temperature change, change, even though it might not really go below 60, Mm -hmm. mostly around 70 or so. You still see a lot of the foliage the trees and things around here. They tend to drop leaves. And they still have that action of drawing in and pulling down.
2: Sure, which the, is days that yeah. the days uh, are still so- shorter. The days are shorter. Yeah. So they still have, whether it's by temperature or by sunlight or just a cycle,
0: yeah.
2: uh, the yearly cycle, there is still that concept of autumn and contraction.
1: It's very interesting. Very neat, actually. Yeah.
2: And the application, of course, to the metal element is to the lungs and its corresponding organ, which is the large intestine, which I really think does a beautiful job of wrapping up the metaphor of the tree and and the relationship of that metaphor to how we interact with the seasons and the environment around us. Remember what we're talking about here is not a direct relationship where things are one-to-one always, but rather the cyclical nature of our own being and the cyclical nature of the environment that surrounds us and we can't always be one way we can't always be the other way we have to go through ups and downs we have to go through stages of growth and contraction stages of growing and uh and stretching out learning and we have to go through stages of letting go of releasing and making space for something new
1: cutting things off as an example absolutely letting things go Hundred percent. yeah, yeah.
2: And if it's a, here's a little example of visual that you can try if you're listening uh, is to take a really great deep breath from the lungs, right? So lift out your chest and expand your ribs and give yourself the opportunity to, to open up those lungs and take a really deep breath. You're going to notice how much space is in your chest. You're going to notice how much air you can take into your lungs. You're going to notice how much... Um, the quality of the air even. You're going to notice whether it's dry or whether it's humid. And now bear with me, go through this exercise. Imagine that you received a very sad news. All of a sudden, you're going to close the chest. You're going to exhale and you're going to drop the shoulders and bring yourself in to protect the heart and the lungs. And so it's that exact same reaction to a stimulus that happens during the autumn season that we go through in multiple phases and multiple scenarios in our life.
1: So, and we, so you've been talking a little bit about um, sadness and sorrow, basically grief, which is um, a piece of, of kind of the acquired emotions, yeah. what we call it yep. for the, the lungs. But the interesting thing is the the opposite kind of the opposite emotion or feeling is of integrity. Mm-hmm. So that is when you think of this metal element, if it's functioning properly, in your uh, bodily wise, um, if you're in a good state and you do have this, uh, during the season, you have this drawing in this, um, drawing in and moving down, which is natural to get ready to go into the winter months, which is the, the water element, um, for conservation and rebuilding, as an example, when it's functioning properly, everything has its defined area. It has its defined edges, as an example, like a piece of metal.
2: Yeah, one way of defining integrity is that the inside matches the outside. There's no separation and no difference between them. It's a follow-through internal to external. And following the example of the breath... If we operate in integrity, then our breath flows freely from our center to the exterior and from the exterior to the interior, meaning that I can cohabitate and relate. My inner essence can relate to my external environment fully and whole in integrity. Without
1: a separation. Without
2: a separation, without the feeling Feeling of of separation, because I am living my truth i'm living in the reality of where i am i'm living in the 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 the, the description of where i should be whatever that your might truth. Be. I'm, it be your yeah, truth, well, your truth. Yeah. yeah your inner essence your truth is and it it uh, the outside doesn't necessarily mean that let's just take the sadness for an example it doesn't mean that the world is grieving with us it just means that at that moment i'm being true to the emotion that i'm feeling and, and allowing, allowing it and allowing to express it to itself flow. yeah right when we begin to uh, attempt to control our emotions now the metal element is coming in and trying to put a separation it's trying to contain it into a certain area so that it doesn't flow and affect other areas anyway this is there's a lot of uh psycho-emotional um patterns that are discussed here but the relationship going back to the tree is exactly the tree needs to conserve its energy so it's going to let go of those things which no longer serve its highest good so that it can focus those resources that it has available on what's important which is at that moment survival
1: awesome yeah (laughs) it's a great way to and this is one i think that everybody could actually really connect with too Mm. um especially if you live uh, at least for the season change if you live in you know, in the something somewhere above the equator basically mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit higher up but also that emotional peace that you go through in your life um, as an, as another uh, facet of this particular element the color is white yes or it could also be the autumn mist autumn mist that was it that's yes. what i was looking for it kind <laughs> of represents that
2: the classic yeah. describes it as the mist that flows above a river or a creek in autumn in the early, early
1: morning. morning
2: yep it's that that dew point and um, in fact that dew point <laughs> describes the yin energy that we want to have in the lungs it's that kind of balanced of air and water all at the match they match, same. They match. That, they that's balanced. what creates yeah. they do yes. the mist at yeah. the top is uh, and is it that, flows is, over the same. channels and pathways of the body nourishing and imbuing the body with moisture and with breath
1: cool I like it. this is all really actually uh i haven't thought about this in a while one more uh, thing uh, they, to add to that, that
2: there that's also interesting. Like, sorry it's just I'm, I'm feeling a little inspired at the moment awesome Um, I love talking about this this season is the fact that also it represents through the skin so Mm. the skin is the largest breathing organ we have and so since this is so closely related to moisture and to breathing then we must also include not just the nose as the as the opening that that trans that passes air through it but also the skin whose function it is to facilitate breathing
1: exactly respiration of, yes. uh, especially yeah. um uh perspiration yeah. and that kind of thing
2: right yeah so the water air balance is really critical that's what we're going to be really honing in on today is the balance of moisture in the breath every time we talk right now as i'm talking not only is air coming out but there's also little micro droplets of moisture coming from the lungs themselves so over time As we go through our daily activities, we need to make sure that we uh, consume enough water to keep ourselves hydrated throughout the day, but not just for the physiological functions of digestion, um, cardiovascular, and everything else, but also for the physiological function of breathing. The lungs must have moisture in order to operate correctly, and that moisture helps to imbue the, um, the blood as it goes through. Um, in exchange, exchange, yes.
1: exchange of that gas yes. in, into the blood from the lungs themselves. Correct. Yeah, awesome. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. So, w- what about? And I can't. I can't remember. I forget. I'm getting older, so I tend <laughs> to, to to forget things. But how does the large intestine, since that's a paired with this one, just like some of the other elements, we had some pairing. Sure. How does the how does the large intestine Sure. Work with that.
2: Right. We'll give a brief overview here because we'll talk about that a little bit more in the next segment, which is about nutrition. Okay. But remember that the, the physiological function of the large intestine is to separate fluids and water from matter. It expels the matter, the substance that the body doesn't need. Uh, in this case, typically like insoluble fibers and other things that pass through the gastrointestinal tract. But the large intestine is where all of that gets accumulated and it is finally expelled from the body. But in its final process, the large intestine is absorbing, reabsorbing as much moisture and water Water, as it can. Exactly. Okay. Right? Yep. So water is a, although we're not in the water element, the metal element has so much to do with the balance of water, aka moisture, in the larger areas of the body. So that's definitely... The, if you want to think of it, as we said, as a form of a container, the metal element's ability to keep the moisture uh, evenly distributed in a homeostatic environment that's conducive to good health, then we need to have a certain amount of water and fluids always going through specific areas. And those, those quantities, of course, they fluctuate. Right. But, but yes, that's how the large intestine comes in.
1: Awesome. So, physiologically. Physiologically, exactly. Yes. <laughs> and probably, you could probably uh, sense um, sadness, sorrow, and grief are very powerful emotions. And they have this um, impact on the lungs. Most people can probably think of, it. probably also had some intestinal things going on at the same time because sure. of that imbalance and that emotion that was going through trying to help the body. Yep. And and your emotions and your mind to rebalance themselves mm-hmm. to become back to that homeostatic state. I think that's how you might say that. Sure. Home, homeostasis. Yes, within the body.
2: Yeah, that's great. I'm glad that you brought that up because another a symptom symptom that the lungs or the metal element might be out of balance. You'll see that in the stool. Constipation means we're holding on too much and or there's not enough moisture, moisture in, in the, the large intestine okay. or in the body in general but in this case let's just keep it to the large intestine so um, let's say somebody who's grieving is having difficulty letting go of something may experience constipation in another uh, on the other extreme somebody who's having tra- or really needs to let go of a lot something very traumatic has happened may have diarrhea in which case the large intestine has a lot of moisture in it, and the body is really trying to release as much of that excess fluid Fluid, as uh, as quickly as possible, right? So the body in itself, constipation, diarrhea, is looking for that balance from the inhale and the exhale and the balance of the moisture in the breath all the way through digestion and finally expressing through the paired organ of the large intestine. Now we can dig in in our next segment on some foods and what you can do to take care of that entire process
1: plus if you're holding your breath and you're not breathing rhythmically (laughs) then then your diaphragm is not moving helping to (laughs) massage the organs and keep things moving through the body correct yeah exactly okay well we will take a quick break right here for our advertiser ad advertising um and please stay with us and we're happy you're here we'll be right back America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today.
0: Are you tired of feeling powerless over food? Do you obsess over every bite? Dr. Nina is here to help you identify your hidden triggers, stop emotional eating, and create permanent, sustainable weight loss. No more diets and no more deprivation. Learn how to live a life of freedom, joy, and happiness while still enjoying the food you love. Join Dr. Nina as she shares her expertise on how to outsmart emotional leading and live your best life on The Binge Cure with Dr. Nina, Thursdays at 12 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Men are currently in a mental health crisis. Suicide, addiction, and loneliness are on the rise. Men need mentorship, community, and guidance on the Men's Therapy Podcast with Mark Azulay you'll hear from experts on topics that men care about the most. Financial health, relationships, fitness, emotional management, and lifestyle design. Listen live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health & Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Five Phases Health with Peyton Young and Christina Berea. Have a question for Peyton, Christina, or their guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5791. That's 866-472-5791. Now, back to the show with Peyton and Christina. And we're back.
1: And um, we want to really thank the listeners that have been listening with us. And if you're a new listener, we definitely want to thank you and welcome you to this show. Um, in our previous, um, segment that we started the show off with, we talked about, the some basic qualities of the metal element itself. Um, it relates to the fall. The color is white. It, um, has the virtue of, um, of integrity where your outside matches your inside, um, there is um, a, an energetic downward movement, uh, a drawing in and a pulling down like the plants and trees do during the fall. And uh, generally you can uh, if you've experienced uh, grief, sadness or sorrow, you, you, can, you know what that feels like. So that's kind of what we went over in the first segment. In this particular segment, we're going to talk about some nutritional information based around this particular the fall season and this metal element.
2: Correct. Yep. So we're talking about lung health and the metal element health in general, with the lungs organ, the skin, and the large intestine all working together to support the balance of moisture and air circulating throughout the body as it relates to the environment around us. So, in order to find homeostasis or to find balance, right, we first need to understand which environment are we in currently. That means uh, where do you do where you spend the majority of our time aka, where do we live? But it may also mean where are we currently as in at this very single moment. Because it's so closely related to breath and the quality of the air that we take in, it's important to factor in the environment to find the balance that we're looking for. So let's start with some very easy examples. If we live in a very humid environment, Uh, let's just say a rainforest, very easy example, right? So the rainforest has a high humidity level. We are uh, exerting less effort to retain moisture balance on the surface of the skin and in the air passages. Therefore, our intake of moisture-producing foods might be less than in a different environment. Now, let's say we are indoors in an air conditioning location, and we are there for multiple hours at a time, office environment. Let's say we are in an airport, etc. Now the air in these locations, because of the air conditioning will tend to be drier. So we must now begin to find balance by consuming more liquid and, or more foods that produce moisture in the body. If we take it to the further extreme, we're in the desert, and now water is being drawn out from all parts of our body. We're sweating it. Every time we exhale, we lose water and so on. Then we must incrementally increase the intake of water and other liquids as well as moisture-producing foods. Water
1: so, is life.
2: Water is life, literally. We're whatever number, percentage, depending on who you ask, water. So water is, is, is literally vital for us. Um, so to understand how you, you, the individual, how do you, the individual know what foods are good for you to support your lungs and your skin? It's really interesting to start by just taking note of where you are today. So, um, journaling is a great way. So you take a notebook or you have a, a, an app of some sort that tracks your, your health and your nutrition. And you say today I spent nine hours in an air conditioned environment. And then I spent three hours outdoors and then I spend um the rest of the time in my home, which is um the environment is fill is in the blanks. Conditioned air probably as well. Fill in the yeah. blanks, whatever it is. It's either heat or it's AC or it's none of the above, depending on where you live and how you like to keep your home. And then you have to notice what are your symptoms, right? When you inhale, do you feel dry and raspy in your throat, in your sinuses? Or when you inhale, do you feel normal, like everything is okay? Or when you inhale, do you feel phlegmy? Do you feel uh, gurgling in the back of your throat? Congestion. Do you feel congestion? Can you take a deep breath? These are all indicators as to where you are in the spectrum of balance of water to air. To balance it, of course, like we just said, if it's too dry, we have to add moisture. If it's too wet, we have to reduce the moisture and or increase the dryness. So let's just go from in no particular order. Let's start with foods that produce moisture that help to lubricate the lungs and the sinuses and the skin. In your average... um, let's just say if 50% humidity is the uh, ideal environment, I actually don't know what the ideal environment is for actually, a human being either. moisture level, but <laughs> let's, just, yeah. let's just say it's 50%. Um, then uh, where are you on, on that balance? And then to get to that homeostasis, do you, have, you have to add some sort of moisture to your diet. Then you're going to start to consume foods that are more moistening once they are digested and these could be foods that contain that when are metabolized are sweet it could be a honey it could most sugar when it's metabolizes it's metabolized produces phlegm
1: mm-hmm.
2: or it's sticky in the body when it goes into the intestine and becomes starts to metabolize becomes sticky you'll know that when you eat foods that are very sweet your tongue gets coated your teeth get coated you start to produce more saliva to thin things out so those very same things that it sometimes can be an excess can actually work in favor for you if your body constitution at the moment is dry at the skin and lung sinuses air passages level another way you'll know that is um Sorry, in the previous segment, we talked about constipation versus diarrhea. If you're chronically constipated, it could be an indicator that you don't have enough moisture in your digestive system to help lubricate everything as it moves through. So we said sweet things, right? So honey, sugar, dairy is also metabolized as a flum. So milk, butter, cheese, tofu, These are all things that can help to produce moisture in the body and lubricate the intestinal tract as well as when it's digested, send moisture up to the lungs and nutrients down to the kidneys. So one little fun fact here, if you've been following us along from the beginning, and we thank you for that, is that the job of the stomach, which is an earth element organ, is to break down food and take... What is useful, send it up to the lungs as nutritive energy and then take what is partially uh, um, nutritive energy for the kidneys and then the rest is waste down for elimination. So the clearer the quality of food that we eat, the more that it nourishes that balance of the lungs, enabling us to take deeper, cleaner, clearer, fuller breaths that distribute air and moisture better throughout the body, including the skin.
1: So, uh, however, I will throw this out there because um, I like sweets too. Uh, <laughs> an overabundance uh, can create a lot of phlegm or too much moisture in, in the body. Yep. And so w- you're probably going to talk about the, the opposite of being dry, which is being too phlegmy. Um, I, I bring it up because we probably, as a society here in the United States, we probably do eat a pretty good amount of things that are generally phlegmy to begin with. Mm -hmm. So more than likely you probably want to understand now how to get rid of the phlegm.
2: (laughs) Yep. I just want to add to that. Yeah. We were talking about how to get to about that 50%, that middle line. Yeah. We're now going to talk about what happens when you have excess Right, so if the, the stomach is overloaded with heavy foods that produce too much phlegm and mucus, too many dairies, too many sweets, too many fats, mm-hmm. then obviously, um, like we mentioned in one of our episodes about the Roto-Rooter, you rooter know, the intestinal tract is, is a tube and everything has to go through it and it gets broken down and reabsorbed into the body. The more complex of the items that we put through it the harder it is to digest absorb and to get nutrition out of it the more natural the food less processed the more close to the way mother nature makes it the easier typically on your average person right. it is to digest, digest absorb and, through. and take advantage yeah. of those nutrients if we overload the digestive tract with again overly processed overly sweet overly fat foods then that entire digestive process slows down and that mucus and that phlegm begins to build. And then what happens is you may begin to see symptoms in folks who have oily skin. They have a cough, (coughs) always a phlegmy cough. Very nasally
1: when they talk.
2: That too, right? You hear a rumbling in the chest and you might see they're always blowing their nose. Um, You might begin to see... uh, Symptoms such as um, maybe not chronic diarrhea, but diarrhea quite occasionally, uh, more frequent than just because you ate something that wasn't good for you. In other exactly. words, yeah. a common side effect is your body's just not able to digest everything and do something with it. Okay, so that's, um, I think that is too wet, as you can imagine. If you see uh, yogurt, right, that's the, that flemmy cottage cheese type texture actually will translate internally in the digestive system if we have things that are too difficult for the body to break down, too sweet, too fatty, so on. On the other hand, if we have not enough moisture coming into the body, let's say we're really trying to go on this diet. And here's where I get into uh, some of the, the fad diets and the short-term diets and so on where they restrict the the good balance and uh, array of foods and things that complement each other, is let's just say we're having um, we're not we're we typically had before a lot of these things that we just mentioned and now we're going to take them away right so now the body's going to go into the other direction and we're going to become dry or we're in an area we spend all of our time in places that consume all the moisture in our body so desert Maybe that office, the air conditioning, you hear that a lot, people who work in offices. Raspy and voices and stuff. Th- th- yeah. That little annoying yeah. little um, feathery cough that's in there that doesn't produce anything. It's just th- coughing and people say, oh, I have an allergy or you know, something's bothering me. Sure. But it's probably also, also likely an indicator that there's not enough moisture well, sure. into the uh, air passages of the body to help the body deal with it. So in the case that uh, somebody has too much and we need to dry things out we can use spices to help us if the body's too damp and we need to get to a point we need to dry things out we can use spices for that so cinnamon if you've ever baked and used raw cinnamon or powdered cinnamon, you know how it is when you inhale it by mistake. Maybe you just wanted to have that hot cocoa with cinnamon on top and you inhaled as you were going to take oh, a sip. Oh, that sounds good. Right? But it goes right into the lungs and all you do is just feel that heat and that dryness. Yeah, cinnamon right is away. really great to dry out um, excess phlegm. And we can use the the wisdom of spices to generate that heat to help burn off excess if we have it. So again, I think it's really important to think about the environment that you're in. So if you if you don't have enough moisture in your food and you're in a dry environment, then you need to increase your fluid intake and the foods, uh, dairies, and so on. Wait, I got confused in there. I think I got flipped over.
1: I think you did too. Yeah,
2: sorry.
1: <laughs> That's okay. To- right.
2: If it's too wet, you're going to dry it out. If it's, if it's too to dry, you're, you're going to moisten it. Enough. That's basically exactly. what I'm trying yep. to say. I got lost in there somewhere. Um, So again, uh, dairies and sweets tend to be very phlegmy, and uh, spices and cinnamons and peppers and things that are hot tend to be drying. Now in the middle, we have, let's just say you're not excess on either side or deficient or anything, well then you can go right down the middle. Everything that's good in, in the autumn season, like a food, a stew, a bean stew, um Especially sweet with a, potato with a little bit of something with spice in
1: it to keep it yeah sure warm, sweet hot. potato
2: is really great right sweet potato has a really great balance of moisture and fiber and nutrients in it. i love sweet potatoes and, and, and
1: put a little butter a little uh, that's a little phlegmy that's said. well, so, well but the
2: butter is going into the dairy so you got to watch exactly out right? it's so the be thing, a thing is a little balance if, there, if you right? have the sweet potato and then you have two tablespoons <clears throat> of butter which is a lot and mm. then you add on top of that the Honey, which a lot of people like to put on their sweet potatoes. Now we're really kind of skewing into the other direction, right? I'm thinking of some restaurants when they bring out a sweet potato. It's sure. very, very, very sweet. Yeah. I like mine steamed. It's sweet enough that the way it is, as Mother Nature gave it to us as a, as a little snack and a little treat. Um, so anything that comes from the grasshoe, your your beans, you want to have heartier soups, things that are warming, things that are cooked in liquid, right? So all of your stews, soups, and so on that are uh, boiled, stewed, uh, simmered, and so on, things that are very liquidy or things that we would want to uh, pay more attention to. Remember in the summer, in the spring and in the summer, we were doing more sautéed, lighter, uh, crisp greens in the summer. We're using the young sprouts and whatnot. In the wind, I'm sorry, in the summer, w- we are doing watery things, watermelons, all the berries, and so Fruits. on to help yeah. like, to bring all yeah. of the heat down. Yeah. And now we're going into the colder you know, stereotypically, we're going into the colder weather, so we need to have more warming foods that are cooked with a lot of liquid to help nourish us as we let go of the things that we don't want to carry with us all the way into winter.
1: Sounds awesome! It's, <laughs> it a, does it's sound a great good. little flow. Yeah, yeah.
2: Now I'm hungry. Now I'd like some a black bean stew with some sweet potatoes and um, some chard inside of it. That sounds amazing. Mm. Don't forget your chlorophyll greens. You need to have a lot of greens to help the liver balance everything out and to promote really great digestion so um dark leafy greens throw those in the pot with your soup and your stew along with your potatoes and and your beans and you've Mm. got a great recipe for healthy lung and skin health
1: that sounds really good (laughs) all right guys we're going to take a break here uh, for some advertising and uh thank you for listening stay with us one more segment left in this episode we'll be right back be right back Enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio
0: and see what we're cooking up for you. Listen Thursdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness.
1: In this polarizing age of misinformation, it is critical to examine the lessons of the past, on History, Culture, and Trauma, Ingrid Cochran, CEO of Paces Connection, and her guests will explore historical trauma and outline how our collective past shades our perception of today's world and our shared experiences. In this podcast, we will examine the impact of past atrocious cultural events and the impact of the systemic trauma of racism and poverty on the human experience. Ingrid and her guest will also outline what is needed for our collective healing please join us for history culture and trauma thursdays at 1 p.m pacific
0: time on the voice america health and wellness channel your life your health your network you're listening to voice america health and wellness Welcome back to 5 Phases Health with Peyton Young and Christina Berea. Have a question for Peyton, Christina, or their guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5791. That's 866-472-5791. Now, back to the show with Peyton and Christina.
1: And we're back. (laughs) Welcome back. Yeah, 5 Phases Health Um, in our last segment. Um, we went over a little bit of nutritional information for those that maybe are joining us here for this last part
2: for the metal element for
1: the metal element
2: lungs organ
1: and we want to uh thank you if you continue to listen to us as we've uh, gone and rambled on about some of this information we do appreciate it a lot in this segment we're going to talk a little bit about movement and activity um maybe can consider it exercise but but mostly um parts of the body and some of the things that you would do to kind of mimic this energy of um a nice strong internal core that that is able to connect with the earth
2: it allows the lungs to breathe open and close yeah. and and um allow for the exchange of gases and
1: Effortlessly. So the way I look at it, if we look at this as a, a periodization and you are doing some exercise, um, you could take uh, between the summer and this autumn fall, you could go back to the earth grounding type of movements. So that's full body movements that are a press up from the earth, a press overhead, a press forward and a pull back back directly behind and then a pull down. And so what we're doing basically is we're just working the core groups of muscles that basically allow you to function and walk, carry loads, um, be able to move items around from the ground up overhead, those kind of things. Um, As you shift from that into this particular element of fitness, exercise or movement, Really, it's focusing on number one, the most important thing, which would be your posture. So, that is determining currently, especially if you have a desk job, does your head poke forward? Does your shoulders roll forward? Does your spine curve at the top? Um, do you have that exaggerated, basically, in and down motion, but to the front? Mm-hmm kind of disconnected from a nice, strong, and stable internal spinal uh, core, basically. So the very first thing that you can practice, which is really a simple exercise, is about every 5 or 10 minutes or every 30 minutes, you can set your a little alarm on a watch or a phone or something like that and monitor, are you slouching? Is your head put forward? Is your chin poked forward? Is your shoulders rounded? So you can very easily start to work on in this particular element or this phase is basically to correct your posture. Stand up straight, lift the crown of the head up to the sky. Almost like you, you could also think of it as having like a little string attached from up above down to the top of the head and it pulls your head up, which will get the chin back. It'll roll your shoulders back. It will then connect you internally. The feeling is is that you're now more inside the, the center line of the body from the front and the sides. Does, does that make sense? Kind of yeah. that, that, that center uh, stability in the middle. So now following the metal element, we're going in, but we're going in proper yeah. with a nice openness now to the shoulders. Um, I think you... Uh, talk a lot about um christina keeping the 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 chest open so that now we can uh, help support the lungs
2: yeah so there's a there's a physiological process that happens deep in the chest besides just breathing and it's said that the lungs and the heart support each other the beating of the heart and the expansion and contraction of the lungs help to massage and support each other the Heart as a muscle and the lungs, also, is surrounded by muscular tissue. Is they need to be strong in order to support each other, to um, exchange the blood and the and the oxygen that we breathe, and the releasing of uh, carbon dioxide and so on. So, it's important to keep. If you put your fingers on your sternum, in the center of the chest, right on the on the on the breastbone, Breast bone, yeah, as yeah. people call it. If put you put it there,
1: upper rib with the ribs come together at the
2: top, one hundred percent. If you put your fingers there and you feel like you push down and there's no place to go because your your diaphragm is already down and pushing into the belly and your rib cage is collapsed and so on, then you're not taking a deep breath at that point and you're, making the, you're forcing the lungs and the heart to work harder. So to your point, every so often you should lift from the center of the chest with the sternum and see if you're If that makes you roll your shoulders back in order to accomplish that lifting motion, and you'll notice that you sit up straighter, you push your head up to the sky, and that allows the lungs and the heart to work a little less harder to do their normal function.
1: Because we're creating space. So we're creating space around the lungs, we're creating space in the ribs, and creating space in the shoulders, Mm -hmm. which um, even if you do a lot of walking and a lot of moving around, there's not a lot of emphasis on... Uh, opening up the shoulders and and getting the shoulder girdle itself and the upper chest kind of open. We tend to roll inward. And, um, it probably is more of a protective type of motion yep. when we're out in public and yep. and doing the thing armoring up. Armoring. Yep. Um, so it is. It is. That's why we're starting with the posture. Very simple, very easy thing to then become aware of so that you open open the chest, open the ribs, open up the shoulders, let the diaphragm move naturally so that you can uh, get the lungs to function properly. We don't have this constriction. Mm-hmm. So the name of the game here in this particular element is, even though it is a, um, an astringent um, quality that we talked about earlier, it's really your astringent quality of how you can uh, connect with your body to be able to tell when areas of your body are constricted and not just operating naturally, I guess you might say. Sure. So posture would be the very first thing. Mm-hmm. Um, an- another option to add to this, too, is shoulder rolls, especially rolling the shoulders backward. Um uh, <laughs> determine if you have shoulder creep because sometimes that will happen too where you're under a lot of tension and stress and the shoulders come up toward the ears so contracting and relaxing down and letting the, everything kind of open and sink naturally down to the planet there's
2: of course lifting weights to exercise the trapezius the deltoids the pectorals, the latissimus dorsi, all of these muscles helps to fatigue the muscle so that there's any accumulated stress and tension. The muscle will work through to come back into a relaxed state. Plus that conditioning of the muscle will correct any type of habitual bad behavior or posture that uh, puts us in a compromised position. So all of those upper girdle exercises that you're referring
1: to. Exactly. Which Actually, can be done with a pair of dumbbells or anything that you can hold in your hands as weights. Yeah. So Kansas you can. Kansas soup. Cans of soup <laughs> um, a couple of uh, small bottles of, uh, of orange juice, even in each sure. hand, if anything. you have a couple of those. Something just to give you some um, extended weight on the hands is really what we're looking the for. kinetic reference. Exactly. Something to give you some resistance. Yeah. So then you could do the shrugs. You could bend slightly at a 45 at the waist, bring those up and pull them backwards so that you're doing like a a pull or a row type of movement. Mm -hmm. Um, You can also hold them up and press them overhead and then relax back down to get some shoulder action going on in the the deltoids and in that area.
2: One of the exercises that we commonly recommend for a lot of folks and a big majority of people is anything that requires lifting even a small weight above the head throughout the course of our day we typically do not spend enough time reaching up over the head to exercise the muscles that are in the upper part of the shoulder um, and relieving any tension that's accumulated there we typically as a normal general stereotypical rule have our hands hanging down by our sides right at most
1: they maybe come up to shoulder level sure that's about it unless
2: we have a high labor job where we're doing things and lifting and and so on which case it might be different but for the majority of us, just picking up even a book, like you said, something light, like, just putting it over their head is can do wonders. Um, there's actually some other patterns as well that we can address by doing that. But that's topic for another day. Yeah.
1: Um, another uh, thing to look at here, since we're dealing with a posture and something we haven't mentioned yet, but it's super, super important is neck, neck flexibility as well. So holding tension in the neck. Mm. So once you kind of get used to the, having this nice posture where you're sitting up straight, the chest is open, you can take a nice deep breath, shoulders are relaxed, then we can start to do a few exercises to basically open up and, and, and get the neck um, mobility, get some neck mobility going on. Mm-hmm. So very gently, you can just turn the head from left to right. But the way I like to do it, is to not lead with the chin, but lead with the cheek into the direction that you're going. If you lead with the cheek, then your head tends to stay centered up over the shoulders and down through the rest of the body, over the hips, over the knees, and over the, uh, over the ankles, basically. Um left and right and then also looking up and looking down so but what we want to do if we look up and down is we want to relax and allow that hinge to be right of the occiput at the back so you can actually lay your hand one hand up there nice and gentle relax the shoulder and then just allow the head to roll backwards over the top of the edge of the little finger mm-hmm. of your of your hand. The top up. of the
2: cervical vertebrae, the axis yep. and the atlas. And that, and exactly. Let, it, let, it yep. let those um, have some rotation.
1: If you actually look upward, where you then are actually using your upper spine and shoulders to look up, you still hold on to that tension in the neck. So this is a really good way to determine how much tension you have. So you might not be able to actually look up or down very far. So, but take it easy on those particular ones. Um, the last one for the neck is what they call a neck glide. And so you can, uh, put one hand on your chest and one hand on the chin. And then basically you want to gently take the chin and slide forward at a 45 toward the ground. And then you want to pull back at a 45 with the occiput or in that area of the atlas and axis and glide backwards. Now, if you've never done this particular thing before, there might not be a ton of movement in the backward direction, the back sure. and up, because there could be a lot of tension there. You probably will be able to, sh- to move forward very easily, but the back motion will be the one that you'll have to work on to create some range of motion mm-hmm. into that one. So anyway, that's kind of a a way to start that beginning process of something very simply to start to center yourself and create that space so that you have this nice, firm and solid core from the top of your head down to the bottom of your feet.
2: I like also, as you were talking about that, I was thinking also, if you feel like the the opening of the lungs, right, so the lungs expand up also up towards the clavicle and we take a deep breath, and they extend down towards the diaphragm. Uh, so they t- occupy a lot of space in the, in the chest. If we feel like we're not able to get that breath and maybe some of these movements, we're still looking for something additional to do. Um, you can take uh, go to a door or a wall, some place where there's something where you can put your hand up. In a what would you call this?
1: That'd be a nice little forty-five. Um, so well, you're,
2: you're lifting your elbow up, ninety so
1: degree from the torso up to the shoulder, and then ninety degree out.
2: Yeah. So yep, so, so then like then as if you're turning. Up. If you're turning, uh, if you're turning,
1: what is it? Old school hand signals from the car. If you're Correct. going to turn right, and you, you're, you're driving, and you want to turn right, you stick your hand out, right. your left hand out. Yeah, and yeah. You, yeah,
2: So you put your hand up against the wall or the door frame, and one hand, your hand is on the frame or the wall, and you just let yourself lean into it. So what that's doing is it's stretching the the pectorals, stretching your deltoids, and stretching the arm and opening up that side of the chest. You should feel that begin to push energy down through the back into your, um, I want to say your young meridians, but that's a whole nother subject for another day. <laughs> but you should just feel that that um, tension moving from front towards the back is basically what we're looking for.
1: Um, so, and these are just some basic examples to correct posture. I know we've talked a lot about posture, but in this particular, these activity things can also then extend down into the hips. And basically the joints of the body, creating some space by doing activities that are really more focused on uh, the stretch through the full range of motion or especially like in the torso, opening up that torso so that you're, um, if, you, if you look at it from the side and you tuck your tailbone under just a little bit and you're looking at it, it kind of looks like a bowl shape basically. So from your belly button all the way back around to the middle of your lower back kind of creates this bowl. And it's usually very, very tight on most people um, just due to the nature of how we sit and some of the activities that we do. So opening that area up and creating some space in there so you can actually when you breathe through your lungs and the diaphragm pushes down, it actually pushes down and expands out that area as well. Yeah, yoga is really good for, for
2: stretching and into the, the long areas, the, the connection between the shoulders and the hips. Stretching that long connection um, really helps to support peristalsis and digestion and so on so that there's an evenness between top and bottom. Yep. So, um, so stretching, uh, forwards and backwards, I, even, you know, even crunches are a great way to, I mean, some people don't like to do crunches. I'm just saying, you know, that, that, uh, abdominal exercises, it could be crossovers, it could be, um, twisting motions, things like that. Anything that just helps to expand and contract the muscles and the tissues, the ligaments and so on that go from shoulders to hips.
1: And that's great. You would actually say the crossover movements, Mm -hmm. our basic mobility as a human. And as we move across the planet uh, against gravity is a cross uh, resistance of the body. So it's from the right shoulder to the left hip and from the left shoulder to the right hip. Mm -hmm. So anything that we can do to keep that expanded and not contracted down creates that space So now we can feel like we're centered and we are pushing up off the planet and we can breathe and we feel open.
2: Everything feels great.
1: Everything's defined. Mm -hmm.
2: Thank you so much for tuning in this week. We really appreciate it. Uh, You can find more on our Facebook page uh, or send us an email. We'd love to hear from you.
1: Thank you for joining us and we will see you next week.
2: Until
0: next time.
1: Until next time.
0: Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Five Phases Health. We hope we've given you some tips to improve your health habits. Until we talk again, have a beautiful week.